come back Your dreams were your ticket out Welcome back To that same old place that you laughed about Well, the names have all changed since you hung around But those dreams have remained and they've turned around Thought they'd lead you back here where we need you. We got him on the spot. Welcome back. 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 Hello, this is the Bigfoot Pro Wrestling Podcast, and uh, I don't know what number it is anymore. <laughs> it's been so damn long. Might as well start over with one. No idea. It's been a couple months, the hiatus, but we're kicking it old school here tonight. We got the one, the only. Well, wait a minute. I better introduce myself. This is the Ultrain, in case you were wondering. Yes. The host. But Never to be duplicated. To my right, on the couch, Mm -hmm. with the mic, the one, the only, Mrs. Clam. She's back. I am. Thank you for coming back. It's a celebration. Thank you, Mrs. Clams. <laughs> I was going to do a Cool in the Gang reference, but that's okay. A what? Cool in the Gang. Celebrate oh. good times. Celebrate. Well, maybe I can pipe that in when yeah, I do the mix. No, that's okay. <laughs> so thank you so much for being here tonight. I know you've been busy. Yeah. You know, a couple Living months with ago. COVID and the end of the world and, you know, everything that's going on right now. The crazy... The crazy of 2020. Mm. Well, My bingo card of crazy is just plain full up, and it's not even August. Well, I'm waiting for someone to hit the reset button and unplug us and plug it back in. I'm waiting for somebody to flush the bowl. I mean, it's it's time <laughs> to just fast forward to 2021, unless that's going to be even worse. Mm, it might be. There's a beautiful thought. <laughs> well, you know, one of the things that, along with life and the news that I had to experience lately, that really belongs in 2020 was... Getting my big toenails removed. Oh, God. Yes, you did. I just had to bring that up. Just TMI. To say how bad 2020 has Ugh. really become. Yeah. That's, I was getting that's the just, ingrowns. That's one of the least worst things that's happened this year. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Yeah, it's, it's not going to kill me. <laughs> but uh, the only thing I'll say about that really is it's not that bad, except for when they stick the needle in the yeah, bottom of your toe. it's not that bad, except when you do it. <laughs> Except for when you do it. That first night was fun, though. Oh, let's not even talk about it. It's too gross. All right. I barely put it behind me. Sick. Well, we did. We've done some fun stuff here in the last couple of weeks. We headed out to where last weekend. We've the only fun thing we have done in the last I don't know how many months is we went out to No Boat Brewing, wearing our masks. To get us some socially distant, very responsible nachos from Nacho Mamas. And they were delightful. And it was lovely to sit out on a patio and pretend that everything was like it always was. It was a nice little slice of a dream. It was great to roll in there in the big yellow bus, as we put it, you know, here on the podcast. And uh, walk up in there and people were in there, well... People that were you at points where you need to wear your mask, everyone was wearing their masks yeah. inside. But you know, if you got your tables, you could take your masks off and yeah. sit there and have your nachos. And Chris and Sandra did a great job getting us our food safely. And of course, it was always delicious as always. So 
And if anybody has a chance to go out and support local business right now, man, now's the time to do it because, you know, well, things are hurting. So I'll uh, a little bit later in the podcast, you'll kind of hear what they're doing uh, this week and the specials. Oh, I got them. Yum. First time back with us here. But, uh, you know, other than that, we've been kind of staying home, barbecuing, watching cooking up old the meats. shows. We just watched The Shield. <laughs> um we just started Weeds. <laughs> We're watching old TV. Uh, there's something well, soothing about old TV. The Shield. I had only watched the uh, original when it was on yeah. and finished it. That was I many never years saw ago. It, so. You know, that mid early mid two thousands, and then. Uh, but uh, what was your uh, what's your final thoughts on uh, the Shield? You know, overall, I enjoyed it a lot. It's right up my alley, but it is pretty hardcore. It's it's a show, it, even though it, for me it isn't that long ago. I guess it was, what, 2010 as the choppers come to take us away. Oh, shit. Oh, my gosh. Um, if we go off the air, we just <laughs> yeah, suddenly. Yeah, you'll know what happened. We've been snatched up into unmarked vans. Federal anyway, um, oh, even though it's been maybe 10 years since it premiered, I guess for me, I don't think they would make a show like that now. I think it... They just said things and did things that I don't think you would see on kind of that gritty, you know, would-be gritty TV. I just, I don't think it's a show that would be made now. So take that for what it's worth, good or bad. I mean, there's definitely some words and storylines and things they did that kind of had my eyebrows arching a little bit. But um, overall, I think it was acted well. It was a good show. Um but it was a, a show of its times, I think. I don't I don't know that you would see it made again now. Well, I don't think you're wrong. Um, but the acting in that and the characters were were and I I'm thought were really great. I'm such a Walton Goggins fan. Oh my god, I love that actor. So good in Sons of Anarchy, so good in The Shield, so good in Justified. Um, well, you even started the Justified after that. I did. I had to have some more so after the end right of the show. So right now, we are on first season, first <laughs> few episodes of Justified after The Shield. <laughs> yes. And we are also I'm starting uh, Weeds at the same time, which I've watched quite a few seasons of it. I never finished it. And you've never seen no? really any of it except so for maybe good. an episode. So we're going to be uh, checking yeah. that out. Yeah. So we're just catching up on... Mm. Uh, Old TV shows, because you know what else? Whatever else you're going to do, right? Well, there's one thing that's not old. The one thing we look to each and every Wednesday night. AEW, yes. Well, I was going to say Pizza Wednesday, but you know. Well, yeah. It goes with AEW. It does. AEW has been our... And I've had mixed feelings about that, too. I, I have a little heartburn about promotions that are running right now during COVID. I know they're taking all the precautions and... You know, blah blah blah, but still, you gotta wonder: is it a great thing for the for the wrestlers that they're having to to do this right now? I don't know. I mean, they would probably say, "Yeah, we're happy to be working," but I don't know. It's just one of those things right now where it's it, it cuts both ways. Well, you're not wrong at all. I do not disagree, but I'll say if they're going to be doing it, I like the way they're doing it yes. with the people at ringside. You can hear We've some enjoyed noise. It. The matchups, you know, they've basically had a couple pay-per-views yeah. on TNT, you know, for free, the way they're putting them over and stuff. Yeah, Moxley no, and Cage the week after the two-week 
uh, Friar Really Fest. glad to see Eva Lee join the roster. Oh yeah, my gosh, that was great. Uh, the women's division has needed some help. Sorry, sorry yeah. to say it, but it's we true. Kind of see, you know, what she's been doing since uh, Lucha, Lucha Underground. Underground. Yeah, now she's really good. So I'm really happy to see her join uh, the team. You know, other than AEW, we don't watch no really NXT or WWE. We don't watch there was one thing WWE we did watch. Anymore. We actually got a pay per view recently. Um, just to kind of wrap, you know, this oh, up. Yeah. That Impact, Impact Wrestling. And uh, I was, got it. I was, was like, oh, let's show. check it out. Some other people were getting it. And uh, we watched it. I don't know. The first match, from what I remembered, it was just kind of okay. Uh, not to put anyone down. But after that, it seemed like it took took off. We got to see some people that actually came yeah. over from uh, that got cut and fired recently from uh, WWE. Mm-hmm. And so they got, you know, some new spots over there. No, and, it uh, was a good pay-per-view. Great, uh, you know, main event in that and uh, a lot I'm of other stuff I really never watched that. their product really much. But... Well, we were going to try to start watching their weekly show, but we don't have access TV here. We don't. Since but we cut someone the said we cable. can watch it on <laughs> Twitch. And then there's this app you can get for, you know, another huh. few bucks a month. I'm sure. All under the apps, 10. they add up. <laughs> and, uh, you know. Watch it from there. Yeah. But anyway. Uh, but that's cool. Let's just get to it because I'm so happy after two months. Back in the saddle again. Back in the set. Welcome back. As you heard earlier, <laughs> you know, on the intro there. Speaking of old <clears throat> TV shows, Mr. Kata. Some people won't even know what the hell that is. Yeah, there will be some people that won't know a Mr. All Cotter right. reference. If you listen to this and you know what the Welcome Cotter reference is, you know, tweet us out. You know. Yeah, you're old like us. <laughs> <laughs> or at least maybe you've watched it in reruns. I don't know. But. Oh, yeah. it, it was a good show, you know, but, you know, I won't get into Another it. Another show know. of its times. Oh, yeah. A yeah. bunch of shows of their time that sometimes just like, yeah, okay. Yeah. That doesn't age too well. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> but it had a great theme song, so let's go with that. Yeah. But this week, uh, you know, we finally get back to it, and I got to talk some... Talked to some people that made me feel very comfortable. I talked to them both before separately. This was the first time together. Logan and Kendall Marie from 5CC Wrestling, who uh, run out of Bellingham. And, uh, you know, they had about four or five shows, whatever it was, off the top of my head. And then the pandemic hit. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you can watch these shows on uh, IWTV, Independent Wrestling TV, you know. And uh, I think all four of them are up all four of them are up there. Sorry, my mouth's getting a little dry. But uh, and uh, check them out; they're good shows. They got a great venue. Yeah. But uh, we talk about a lot of great stuff. I'm not. I'm just gonna not even get into what we talk about. No. But we. One thing I will say is they're scoring a copia. The promo wars mm. is what they're doing. Where each week on their YouTube channel, two wrestlers and sometimes more. There's actually some tag teams mm. or MIGs going against uh, two people. You got to check it out. Having a like a promo dance off is that the deal? They are. Yeah, <laughs> you've got to have a little wine to wet your whistle. There we go. Just a little bit. <laughs> Just a little bit. But anyway, oh, it's, a, cool. it's a great chat with both of them. Uh, we get into, like I said, a bunch of wrestling stuff, their stuff, Scornacopia, nice. promo wars. You will get some announcements. That you haven't even heard on social media yet. Wow. So if you're listening to this podcast. Look at you breaking news, Tom Brokaw. are a step ahead of the people that do not listen to this podcast. So you better tell your friends. Well, anybody who's not listening to the podcast, please. Okay. <laughs> like, please. Well, thank you, Mrs. Clams. <laughs> and uh, 
you know what? I appreciate you being back. I love you. We're starting another year of the podcast. Yeah. And, and I'll say, I don't know if I'm putting one out next week or the second week, but there will be one here in the next week or two. And I'll announce it as soon as yeah. I uh, kind of figure it out what we're doing here. That's all we can do these days. Hang in there. Well, there's been some that were supposed to happen, some that didn't happen, some that I should have done, some that <laughs> other people kind jumped out. You know, Dude, what is this, a confessional? Who cares? Let's move on. Life's love, going forward. This is why I love you. See, this is, why I need, this is why I need the one and only <laughs> Mrs. Clams. And then, by the way, how was that rental show? Or not rental. Yes, the rental. Oh. Just oh. real quick. This is the last thing we'll talk about, and then we'll head out. Yeah, no, it was a kind of an in, indie film that was filmed in Oregon that we decided to watch uh, called The Rental. And uh, it's these pair of people that rent this fabulous house and it's not as it would seem let's just say there's some creepy stuff that goes on um i had mixed feelings i think it it the end kind of i don't know i mean it's a thinker let's put it that way you finish it and you kind of go oh okay all right yeah i can see where they're going with that okay yeah yeah but you know and then you're like what the f? Yeah, I mean it had its it had its bright spots, but the end kind of left me going. <laughs> oh, well, uh, but you know, it was okay for the six bucks or whatever we paid to rent it. Yes. So another great thing of pandemic time. At least you can rent some of these movies at home that maybe you wouldn't usually yes. get. Although this was this was, yeah, that was a rental, wasn't it? Yes, it wasn't Netflix. Maybe I said that earlier, but it no, was not Netflix. It was not. But anyway. Yeah, Let's that's been a bright podcast. spot. Running movies, new run movies. That's been nice. Five CC Wrestling, Scornacopia. Check it out. And uh, Mrs. Clams, thanks yeah. for being here once again. My pleasure. I love you. Enjoy and, the uh, show, everybody. I am the L Train. Leave the station. Woo! Hey, yo, before we get to. Logan and Kendall Marie from 5CC. You know, not only am I back, Mrs. Clam's back. Bigfoot Pro Wrestling Podcast is back. But also back is our amazing sponsor who serve up the best nachos on the planet. Chris and Sandra, Nacho Mama's Food Truck, Gourmet Nachos, baby. You got to go check them out. Mrs. Clams and I were just there last weekend at No Moat Brewing. Sucked down some. I had some cheeseburger nachos. Mrs. Clams had uh, the seven Slayer nachos that was last week's special. And as always, top notch and amazing. And they got some cool-ass pins that you need to pick up over there, too. Anyway, let me tell you where they're going to be this coming week. They're going to be starting tomorrow, Thursday, July 30th. Stoop Brewing in Ballard, 5 to 8. And then Friday the 31st, Carn Brewing in Kenmore, 4 to 8 p.m. Saturday, August 1st, Urban Family Brewing in Ballard, 1 to 8. And then Sunday, August 2nd, Chuck's Hop Shop in Greenwood, 5 to 9. And man, not only can you get all the amazing stuff that's on their menu right now, also they got some amazing, just gourmet specials coming for you this week. Caprice Nachos, Fontina Cheese Sauce, Cherry tomatoes, fresh mozzarella, smoked tomato balsamic mayo, and jalapeno pesto. And then for a little side, you can get yourself some uh, smoked tomato salsa and chips. And then a nice refreshing peach pineapple agua fresca. And then for that sweet tooth we're always talking about, baby, white chocolate fun fede baby, 
get them right there nice and fresh. Anyway, head over. Like I said, NachoMamaSeattle.com to check out their website, the locations, the menus, what they're doing in the future. And then um, over on Twitter, NachoMamaSCA. And then on Facebook and Instagram, Nacho Mama Seattle, baby. The best nachos on the planet. Dig it. Hashtag nachos and beer. Hey, this is the L Train, and we're back after a couple months hiatus. I hope I get this right. I got a little anxiety, but I got a couple good friends that are going to help me get through it here today. Uh, from 5CC Wrestling, we got the one and only Logan, and we got Kendall Marie. You know, guys, how are you doing tonight? We're great. How are you? I'm warm. Like, you know, <laughs> it's been, it's, it, it's hot the last couple of days. Today, uh, are you guys here in the south? You guys up north right now? We're in Auburn right now. It's so, like it's kind of like a hundred degrees here, I'm, from what I heard. I'm up the hill just from you. I'm up in Lee Hill, near that Seven Eleven. But uh, yeah, it's like upper nineties at least, and it, it's cooking. And uh, I I'm not trying to rub it in, but air conditioning's in the house. But where oh. I do the podcast is in the garage, in the studio, as I call it, and it's hot. Like a mother in here right now, <laughs> and I'm sweating oh, doing this, but I got a nice cold drink and uh, just uh, was looking so forward. We've been trying to hook this up for a few days, talk about the big things that are coming for 5CC, and uh, I appreciate you guys finally coming through. Is it hot? You know, Are you guys dying right now, too? Or are you sweating? Ah, we're not dying as much as we expected. <laughs> no, we're, we're making it through, yeah. Oh, good, 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 because, you know. My wife said a few years ago after we bought this house, like, no, we, we have to have air conditioner and we have to move somewhere else. So we made it happen. <laughs> Good. Man, but uh, how you guys been doing? You know, it's been a while since uh, I've talked wrestling with anyone. Uh, been a while since there's been any real, you know, live Pacific Northwest uh, wrestling. You know, um, you guys had to shut down a few months ago. How how tough has it kind of been personally and for the wrestling side, uh, with this COVID uh, nineteen for uh, for each of you and the company itself, um, I think it's kind of difficult trying to to figure out what can replace wrestling because I feel like nothing really can. Um, the thing about it that I think is I wouldn't want to say comforting, but something that kind of eases the pain a little bit is kind of everything is shut down, and so when everything comes back and when everything's kind of uh, revisited or has a resurgence, like, it's all going to be different. So it's not just wrestling. But uh, the biggest thing is really trying to find um, something else to do with your time and just realizing, like, you have all this time to, like, to reshape kind of the way you approach just everyday circumstances, like change new habits, uh, develop new habits. Um, I, think, I think the biggest thing that we can all do is, like, try to take advantage of this time and um, try and reflect on uh, are we are we going to to stay the same? Or are we going to try and and resurge and try and be different post pandemic? And I think I think the biggest thing also is realizing that um, that we, we we still have a long time before before everything comes back up um, because because the hardest part I feel like of the pandemic is uncertainty, right? So because because nobody's one hundred percent sure. Um, like I'll, I'll get into this in just a little bit, but it, it part of the part of the difficulty as a promoter is like you're always looking towards tomorrow. You're always trying to plan something else. You're always trying to organize something else, organize the next show, hit up the next people, get the next graphics, book 
book the next venue. And so it really took me a while to come to terms with COVID is very real. I mean, we, we understood it was real, but just understanding the severity of it. Uh, for a while before we canceled our April show, I don't think we canceled our April show until three weeks out. And because we just kept thinking, you know, like, we'll be fine. We'll come back to it. We'll bounce back. And that's kind of just that aha moment that I feel like everybody's been having. Everybody's had that aha moment towards the beginning of the pandemic where you just try, where you just, it sits with you uh, how serious everything is. And so just trying to, to recover from that. And I do feel like, um, I do feel like with everything happening right now, things are changing uh, for the better, for the most part. I feel like we can be stronger and we can be a lot better, not just as a wrestling community, but as a society following the pandemic. And I feel like that's due to everybody collaborating and everybody trying to work on the best version of themselves while the absence is here. And, uh, you know, I completely understand that because that's what we all kind of thought when the pandemic, all oh, right, you know, a couple, three months, we'll all be good, you know, but it hasn't really turned out that way for one reason or another, you know, some people don't want to wear the mask. They want to, you know, be with other people and, you know, do all that kind of stuff. I'm not on this podcast to rag on anyone right now. We're here to have a little fun. But, yeah, it, it, it's really tough right now, you know, seeing what the future is. But, uh, man, I hope we get into this uh, this next year and kind of get things going again. So, overall, how many, you know, I know we're going to talk wrestling here in a little bit, but how many events did you think you missed because of this pandemic up till now? Oh, a lot. Um, do you mean from a promoter standpoint or just from a community standpoint, like all uh, the wrestling shows that were canceled? Pr- promoter standpoint right now. Promoter standpoint, we'd say I said we missed three. Based on what we had scheduled at the Eagles April through August, we missed three shows. And of course, we're, we're most likely not running for the next uh, couple of months either. And there's a good possibility we aren't running until 2021. So you think about it, like we're probably going to miss six, seven shows total throughout 2020, which is a shame, um, I think, for, for lots of reasons. I mean, like we're not the only ones suffering, obviously. I can think of other promotions like Prestige was really going to branch out of the region this year. Mm-hmm. Um, WAC was starting to run and bring in bigger names. Uh, Defy also building on what they had already established. And so for us, we were still within our first year. And so we were still struggling to develop kind of who we are as a promotion and what we represent, and the people we want to bring in. And so kind of within your first year, for a business reason, when you're trying to break even, for a uh, an appearance reason, when you're trying to establish yourself just in the Bellingham area, like that's that's one of the, I think, that could be possibly the worst year to really, to really be affected by something like this, is just within the first year of your run. Because now, now we have to really reestablish ourselves come 2021. And, uh, and I think... In a sense, there's some positivity to it because we now have the the ability to reassess what 5CC is. I mean, for all we know, like it could be completely different when we start running back up again. We'll still have the five-sided ring and everything, but just how shows are running. Uh, we have this opportunity to reassess and restructure and um, reprioritize 5CC wrestling. And I think to sum up everything that I just said, all the adjectives I just threw out, uh, rebrand. Is, is a good word that sums it all up. And I think every promotion in the area has that. With every show that we've missed, you know, we've only missed, we're only going to miss around six, seven, like I said, coming into 2020. But like we were talking about WAC and Prestige. Prestige was planning to branch out. Mm-hmm. Um, WAC, I know, was planning to run every month and host some bigger shows, such as shows on Saturdays where they can bring in bigger people and try to collaborate with Defy like they did before. So, you know, I, I think they they as well have the ability to kind of reassess and, re- and rethink about, like, what they want to do come the pandemic and, like, I think every promotion following following the outbreak is really going to be at its strongest. 
because we've all had this time in quarantine to to reassess and rethink about where we want to go from here. And everybody's going. And on top of that, on top of just the promotion themselves, I think once everybody's okay, and the fear is going to be there for for quite some time because the virus is going to exist for quite some time. You know, the virus doesn't just go away. But I think once we kind of set in with the comfort level of meeting in big groups again, wrestling shows are going to be off the charts in terms of attendance, and we're going to have a much stronger wrestling scene than we did before, which is hopeful, I think. Mm. And uh, you're right about, you know, prestige, man. They were just getting ready to have a WrestleMania weekend show, if I'm not mistaken. Is is that correct? I'm trying to remember that. But, yeah, so, you know, that's probably a lot of money they had to hold out. I mean, I I have no idea what that kind of stuff's you know, cost you guys do, but that has to be tough. And, you know, same on you guys, you know, probably getting your artwork together and, you know, securing your venues and, you know, people you got to fly in and hotels and storylines. Like, how does that, you know, everything's just kind of on hold. Do you get refunds? Do you work with the airlines for that kind of stuff? You know, how does that all kind of um, break down, if you don't mind me asking a question like that? I think uh, being a pandemic, like the airlines were the easiest issue to solve, surprisingly, because a lot of airlines were understanding because everybody's doing the same thing. Everybody's canceling or rescheduling or rebooking their flights. Uh, so the airlines and the hotels, super easy to pull out of uh, for that reason, because everyone was understanding. Also for the reason that uh, there's um, we haven't booked any since the pandemic started. So there's it's not a consistent process of having to cancel everything. It was just kind of a one and done. And then we won't book anything else, of course, until we're able to run again. So I feel like the airline structure... Um, the airline and the booking and all travel, I feel like that was actually the easiest part, surprisingly so, at least for us. I think the part that gets hit the hardest is uh, our fan base. Um, a lot of them might not want to come back to a show. I think also our roster, a lot of them might not want to work a show because there's a lot of discomfort right now. Um, I think also just, I mean, this sounds kind of particular or the other way around. It might seem kind of vague, but I feel like our stories and our characters, because I feel like they're so essential to running a wrestling show. And kind of like your first two or three shows as a promoter, you don't really know what you're doing. So you're, you're not really sure where you want to go with your characters and your stories. But we were planning to really establish. And we've kind of tried to take this time in the month's absence to establish what we want our characters and our stories to be going forward. So um, I think that's kind of the part that they get hit the hardest is being uncertain of, uh, of when we're going to come back up and when we can put those stories into effect and not really knowing who we're going to have. Um, because actually, one of our biggest things also, because I mentioned roster, is the border situation. Mm. Uh, because because it was beginning so difficult to to transfer over the border uh, before shows. And, um, you know, because uh, rightfully so, everybody's very, everybody's very hesitant about that type of travel. And I think post the pandemic, it's going to be even worse. Because, of course, you know, we're hesitant about, about international travel. And we've also experienced something like that in January, where it was like, extremely hard to get across the border i had a booking that was in canada and they were just very strict on why we were going who we were going to see and you know the same old and like the whole thing of like oh yeah uh where are you going where are you gonna go see blah 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 and it's just more strict since the pandemic happened mm-hmm. oh yeah and i think I think on top of like them being strict about kind of anybody crossing the border at this point, I mean, even more so strict when you say where you're going, oh, we're going to a wrestling show, you know, and that's, that's a difficult piece because now, now post the pandemic, nobody's going to want to be gathering in large groups. (laughs) And so like you you just say, we're going to a wrestling show um, and it worked pre pandemic, but like now, now nobody wants you traveling to or from the border and going to meet in large groups. 
Um, I think anybody who wants to travel to Canada to go see a sporting event or anybody from Canada who wants to come see the U.S. to just go see a sporting event, like that's going to be a difficult process because no, because I think border security is going to be hesitant on every level, but particularly in that type of instance, because nobody wants the virus to be spread internationally. Mm, mm, mm. Even more so than it already is. Right. right. Yeah. Well, we seem to be having the uh, biggest uh, issue more than any other uh, nation or uh, a country. But again, I don't want to get into that too much. Oh, yeah. That's a whole different story. <laughs> That's right. That's a whole other podcast we could have sometime. But let me ask you, uh, Kendall Marie, um, specifically, I know, you know, you were getting a lot of, um, uh, you were refing a lot in all the companies in WAC and up north and, you know, and then you had to take a step back with this pandemic. Also, recently, we never had a chance to talk about it. You and the uh, Veros twins, you got to have your, uh, I believe it was your first match, right? And you got to t- yeah. team with those guys. Off the top of my head, I didn't write it down who you guys took on, but I'm sure you can tell me. So, first of all, tell me about that match, and then tell me about how things have affected you right now as far as refereeing and uh, trying to, you know, have another match. Uh, we went against Kikyo, Rook, and Pitfall in a six-man, and I'm not going to lie, it was one of the best experiences that, <laughs> that I've ever had in my wrestling career. Well, wrestling, of course, wrestling com- career, but like just being in the wrestling business itself and learning from all five of those people, like, Boros had such, like, they had so much to give me in that match, along with Kikyo, Rook, and Pitfall. Like, I learned so much. I... I went out of my comfort zone with a few things, especially with getting kicked in the face by Rook. <laughs> like, no joke. <laughs> no shade or anything. I love him to death. But um, it was something that really made me open my eyes and think, wow, wrestling is really what I want to do. Because I'm not going to lie, before that match even happened, I was having doubts. And I was scared because I didn't know what people were going to think. And I heard what people were thinking, and I was like, you know what? I don't care what people think anymore. I really don't. Because this is my life, and it's now or never, as Bon Jovi says. <laughs> and um, I just want to do it more. Like, like, there's so many people in the Pacific Northwest that I want to wrestle now. Like, I, it's just, it's mind-boggling, and it's so, it's surreal. <laughs> well, just, you know, seeing you on the video, watching it, and the pictures and everything, you looked... There was a smile on your face, but, you know, you knew when to sell and make the other faces when you need to. But, uh, man, you know, that had to be just so, like you said, just gratifying for you. And, you know, what's the difference between, uh, you know, you're in practice doing the things, all your uh, cohorts are around, you know, practicing with you, your trainers, and then you're in the ring and you got to just kind of do it, maybe with the help of your team and the other guys that are, or other folks that are in there. But, uh, man... Tell us the major difference between practice and live audience. Oh, it's a huge difference. Like, completely. Like, on a scale of 1 to 10, it goes from 1 to 10 <laughs> between in a practice. Because in practice, there's only, like, 10 people around you. Or, like, 10 to 15 people who's in the training. And um, in a show, there's, like, 150 or more. Can you hear me, Lyle? I sure can. Okay, I said something about poor connection, but I was just making sure. But like, no problem. It um, it's just a complete difference because like fifteen to one fifty, like, it's it's huge. And um, 
just hearing the crowd difference, hearing like the pops and everything is just something that fuels me in the ring. Other than like like it's it's still the same either way, but like there's a huge difference. Well, how was it to have those uh those guys in the ring with you, those Varose twins uh helping you along the way? It felt like completely wonderful. I want to wrestle with them again, of course. <laughs> I don't know how, I don't know when, I don't know where, but I want to make it happen. Oh man, I, I love those guys. You know, I, I've seen the pictures on your site when you're younger, hang, you meeting those guys and stuff, and uh, they're they're so fantastic. They're fun to hang out with, and they're extremely, extremely talented. So uh, probably hanging out with those guys has given you a, a major burst in some experience. Of course, it's one of the like they're one of my inspirations. They they've always been one of my inspirations for like years. I've known them for over five years, and it's just really amazing to see how they've gone and how I've like made that promise to them that I'm going to wrestle one of these days. I'm going to wrestle with you guys. And it happened. (laughs) And I just want to make it happen even more. Like no, like no matter what happens within like the next few years, I want to wrestle with them again. I want to make things happen and just show them, Hey, let's do bigger things. Same within the Pacific Northwest. I want to do the same. And uh, how about from a uh, referee's uh, aspect, uh, you know, not being able to do your thing either from there, man, because, you know, you and, uh, you know, some others were really starting to branch out, you know, you know, uh, another guy was hurt and, you know, you you and, uh, oh God, Jamie were kind of doing the the loop together, you know, and kind of shut that down a little bit. That had to be so much fun, you two together. And then, you know, all of a sudden there's no shows. That's got to be tough. It definitely is tough. I loved working with Toya, I loved working with all women at like every freaking show. Excuse my language, but um, <laughs> no I just, problem. I just loved how there were like female referees taking over almost every Pacific Northwest show, and it just, it felt like at that moment it was like branching out to the point where like oh, women's takeover, like a women's takeover in a sense, and it just showed how much people cared about the women's referees and cared about how different everybody was like no matter like no matter the cell on their face no matter like if they're tall or short no matter what size they are it it's just something that everybody got into and everybody like just supported and it's crazy but without refing it's just i'm not gonna lie it's it's a huge part of my heart because that's how i started my career and I wish there was more time to, like, get into that and, like, do more things and check off more things off my list before COVID destroyed it all. Well, I mean, like, it's not destroying it all. Like, I know it's going to be able to happen again. But I want to be known, like, not just as the ref, but as the wrestler, too. Mm-hmm. Know what I mean? Exactly, exactly. And, uh, you know, just uh, real some real quick thoughts there, you know, um, Speaking of women referees, uh, how's it make you feel to see that lady uh, every Wednesday and, uh, you know, when pay-per-views are going on those Saturdays, uh, you know, referee Aubrey, the uh, the trainer of, I think, you guys, uh, and, uh, you know, how great is it seeing her every week on TV? It's inspiring, and it's amazing to see the Pacific Northwest, like, people from the Pacific Northwest being noticed like that, like, 
Aubrey and Darby and <laughs> like so many others. It's just my heart is happy to see where she is. I'm not gonna lie, it makes me cry sometimes because she like she's a big part of my life too. She helped me get to where I am. She helped me get like so much confidence. And it's just it's mind blowing to know her and it's so like it's so cool. <laughs> it, and I, I understand not as much as you do. But when I first started doing the podcast, you know, I know she was Girl Hebner at, the th- you know, the 321 shows, you know. You could yeah. watch them on Twitch or head down there. But, uh, and I'm like, hey, I wonder if she'd want to be on the podcast. And I contacted her. I don't know how I even got a hold of her. I don't know if it was through, like, an email maybe then because she didn't have Twitter. Yeah. And so she finally came on the show. And, we, had, you know, it was a great time talking to her. She's so easy to talk to. She was so much fun, you know. And then I was like, you know, you really need to get on Twitter. And then she was on Twitter, you know, and she built it up and everything. And then, you know, big things happened to her. So, you know, good for her. <laughs> but it was like still, it's still funny and thinking ADW, about it. And it's just like, oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. And even, uh, even Evolution, just oh, knowing yeah. that she was a part of that as well, even though it was a small bit, it was awesome. Oh, it's still awesome. She was part of that. And the, <laughs> like, yeah. What was it the May Young Classic? She was in on that one time, too. Yeah, the May Young Classic, uh, all the other pay-per-views that AEW were like are showing it's like oh my gosh and she's like reading the articles of seeing how like how the wrestlers love her that's inspiring as well because it's just i grew up watching these wrestlers and she's somebody that they love to work with mm-hmm. like i'm not trying to be a mark or anything <laughs> but I, like every time i see her ref a john moxley match i like I freak out. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. It's, it's okay to be a mark. Don't listen to oh. Vince Russo. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I know exactly what I mean. I'm. I'm. I'm the big mark. I, I'm the fan. You're. You're at least you know a part of the business kind of thing. You know. But I feel the yeah. same way when I see the. You know, she's in there. Apparently, I don't, the rumor has it you'd know more than me that Chris Jericho wanted her to do his matches when they first start. You know, getting AEW together. And so that's how, how freaking cool is that? That's amazing. Like hell. I mean, I, I met Jericho like years, like years before AEW happened, but it's still like, oh my gosh, this guy, I know who's a nice guy at heart is working with my trainer. <laughs> and they all, like you said, they also got Darby and then, uh, you know, Dr. Luther. Yeah, oh yeah, Luther. There I love him. <laughs> So that's amazing stuff there. So, you know, hey, speaking about AEW and WWE and Impact, you know, what do you both got, what do you, what do you guys think about, you know, the wrestling shows without fans? Uh, I think there's companies, I think AEW is doing a better job of it than the other ones, but that's just me. I'm not trying to put down another company for whatever they do. Each, everyone enjoys what they want to watch, right? Um, Yeah, of course. But there's... It just seems more exciting with AEW, but what are you guys' thoughts uh, on this whole thing? Uh, you know, if you guys are watching the WWE, the NXT, AEW, those kind of things, no fans in there, your thoughts? I've been keeping track with AEW lately. Um, it's very entertaining since they have the wrestlers at ringside, and I think some fans, but I'm not too sure. But it, it seems way, like, I'm not going to lie, it seems a little more exciting than NXT right now. But I've been watching NXT too, and like seeing Shotzi Blackheart on there and uh-huh. stuff makes me want to like keep on 
keeping in the loop with NXT. Like, some of my other favorites as well as Rhea Ripley. Well, not Rhea Ripley. She's on Raw. Or is she on NXT, too? I'm not too sure. I don't I actually she's know. She's back and forth right now. But, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, seeing all those, like, all my old favorites on NXT still. And, like, seeing all, like, all these cool things happening is just, it's pretty cool. But AEW is probably my favorite right now. <laughs> In terms of running without a crowd. Yeah, of course. Yeah. What about you, Logan? I think I think definitely I'm, I'm in agreement in terms of AEW is a lot better at running uh, just without a crowd, just on the basis of that. Um, you know, they, they put on great matches. They put on very indie-style matches, uh, which are really difficult to have when you don't have a crowd, whereas AEW, not AEW, a- WWE has always been story-based, so it's a lot easier for them to provide entertainment value without people present. Um Actually, I thought WWE was 10 times better in the production department. Um, rightfully so. They've been in the game. Their cinematic matches I always found more entertaining. I think, if anything, in the pandemic, the cinematic matches are the best thing to come out of wrestling right I now. Um, even most recently, like, WrestleMania was top-notch, I feel like, in terms of every show that's been produced mm-hmm. since the pandemic started. Uh, because they had, I feel like, some of the best cinematic matches, if you're going to rate all of them. But even, like, the Swamp Fight, because I, I wanted to catch, I didn't, I wasn't interested in Extreme Rules, but there were a few matches I wanted to watch, the Swamp Fight being one of them, and I did watch it. I was very intrigued. I think they do it well. And I think, especially when you have a character like Bray, who you can do so much with, he's going to produce great entertainment value in that realm on any occasion. But I think WWE was really kicking it and uh, kicking ass and, and knocking it out of the park in the cinematic match department. And then that's when I thought until I saw the uh, the stadium stampede match, which I feel like just blew everything out of the water. Because it kind of felt like you had to have either a backstage brawl feel or a cinematic feel, but you couldn't have both. W tied them both in really well in the sense that they're they're very they're very much that 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 match is very character centered, but it also had live commentary. It also happened in front of a crowd. You still got the feel of the audience, and there was very little in reaction throughout the entire thing. And just like any other cinematic match or empty arena brawl, whatever you'd like to call it, there was very, um, it was very much about the story itself and less about like the, the wrestling itself. And I think AEW really knocked it out with that match in particular. Uh, I will agree on the whole, AEW is, is much better at providing entertainment value with empty arena matches, mainly because much before WWE did, they, they had people in the crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, they were able to have their roster in the crowd. And now WWE is doing that same thing, and there's a few reasons why I feel like it's different. WWE has the plexiglass, which can be really distracting from a television standpoint. They also make all their rosters stand, which makes it feel less like fans, and like they are just kind of put there to make noise. Whereas like AEW, it feels like they're roster members, but it feels like they're legitimate fans as well. Like When they're in that crowd, they're all marks. And so they, they excel at providing the noise, and they also excel at making us believe at home that they're legitimately entertained by the product. And I think that that's also kind of comes down to how the company is run, which I won't get into. But I think AEW, from what I have heard, is very much a tight-knit community. And it feels like a family behind the scenes, even though that term is is um, is used a lot. Like, a lot of people say that kind of AEW is a very nice place to work because it's very community-centered and it's very family-centered behind the scenes. And that very much translates on TV when everybody's in the crowd. I think WWE, like, it kind of feels like, because it's run differently... Um, I won't comment on the backstage vibe because I don't know a ton about it, but I feel like because it's run differently, uh, the the crowd noise kind of feels a little superficial in a sense. It feels like everybody's just kind of put there as, as stunt doubles or extras. Uh, and so that's why I say, like, even even though both shows now have 
noise, which makes 100% of the difference, I feel like AEW still excels in that department in terms of holding pandemic shows. Did uh, you guys happen to see the uh, Impact Slammiversary show uh, a week or two ago? I have not seen no, it. No, but I have heard some spoilers that there is a new champ. Yes, we <laughs> did. We did hear about some of the results. I was just interested because uh, actually, we, I I actually got an, ordered the pay per view and paid for it because I was just dying for some new wrestling and uh, you know without giving spoilers or anything, I really enjoyed the show. I thought it was a uh, top notch. Uh, I thought they did a good job integrating some integrating some new people that they did bring in from WWE, and uh, it was really uh, phenomenal. I don't know what you heard about it. Yeah, I heard I heard good things about the show itself. That was the main thing is not necessarily the matches, but more so the results that came from which. And I feel like that's the main one, particularly because we're in the Pacific Northwest and uh, Chris Bay <laughs> and his affiliation here. You know, that's that's the results that, that, that we're that we're talking about here is like, that's the main result that came out of that show. I feel like. Hey, uh, do you guys um, are you guys into any other sports other you know other than pro wrestling, which I still consider a sport? It's also a sports entertainment. But are you into the baseball, uh, football, basketball, hockey, anything like that? I am highly into all of those other sports, like basketball, Seattle Storm, um, football, Seattle Seahawks, uh, hockey. I am really excited for the Kraken. Oh, I am too. I'm not really that big of a that big of a hockey fan i can turn it on once in a while and kind of like watching them smash into each other or the hockey you know from the olympics that's really good but uh you know i'm into it just listening to people on or following people on twitter listening to migs in the morning and his folks on bj and migs oh hell uh, yeah looking forward to it gotta love migs (laughs) i'm mainly into hockey because my cousin is uh i think he just got into call the college league or something so, um, what were you guys, um, thoughts maybe then on, uh, you know, sports coming back, like baseball's recently come back. There's nobody in the crowd unless you're watching it on Fox sports where they make it look kind of look like a video game, I guess. But, uh, it's just pretty exciting to see that everything, like everything else is slowly coming back. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll hit it straight up by no means a sports person. Never have been. I tried several times. Could never be, could never become one. But uh, yeah, I think it is just to see some heart and just to see some uh, some some revisiting of, of what we had before the pandemic. Despite the fact new. that there's no crowd, yeah. Despite the fact that there's no crowd, I feel like it's nice just to see something that's live and something that isn't uh, too pre-recorded and something that feels legitimate since the pandemic started. Like you said, baseball is the big one. Like mm-hmm. that was kind of the news breaking. That was kind of the groundbreaking story. Is like baseball's coming back, and everybody just was psyched because like now we finally get to watch sports. And like, nobody cares if there's a crowd. We just we just want to watch some sports. So, well, yeah, um, yeah. You can kind of at least do something from home because it's all kind of coming back here in the next month. Soccer's already back. If you're a Sounders fan, you know, oh, yeah, playing definitely. Sounder um, and rain and the rain. Uh, I mean, uh, what's the basketball team? Uh, Seattle Storm. Storm. <laughs> Thank you. They used to be a Seattle Love rain. That was basketball in the, uh, before the uh, WNBA came to town, but, uh, yeah, they're going. And then, uh, the Seahawks are going to start here in the next couple months. So, uh, hopefully we'll have some kind of entertainment, but hopefully they'll all stay healthy and kind of safe. That's what I'm kind of worried about. Absolutely. But, uh, let's get back to another little, uh, wrestling thing. Uh, you know, you guys run a promotion there. You know, this last weekend, uh, GCW and I think Beyond Wrestling ran uh, outdoor shows in the summertime. Yep. Yep. 
What are your guys' thoughts on those? I don't know if you watched them. I, I didn't get a chance to watch them. I just kind of followed what was going on on Twitter and the, you know, Facebook and stuff. But, I did uh, about the same. What are your guys' thoughts on those? And then uh, could something like that happen here in the Pacific Northwest in August or September? Um, uh, not necessarily outside shows, not necessarily like wrestling shows, but we do have something coming up in August. Yeah, um, well, I do want to. I do want to touch on on what you asked. And actually, the funny thing is that before the pandemic, we we're planning to run in August. And once things started to look up in June, when we began the four phase plan, I'm like, okay, we'll probably be in phase four by August. Everything's starting to look up. And then we booked a show, and then the second wave hit, and they were like, yeah, there's no way Washington is anywhere close to hosting something of this magnitude. But uh, I do feel like in certain parts of the country, like uh, GCW and, and Beyond Wrestling, where the the pandemic is at a different level and on a different scale. Uh, you know, they have infinitely less cases than we do, uh, significantly less. So I think, you know, in a place like that, it's necessarily okay. Um, as long as safety precautions are taken and there's social distancing practiced, everybody's using hand sanitizer, all the participants are tested. Uh, I think it's, I think it's, it's okay. Uh, I don't see anything like that happening here in August or September. I know that um, another indie company here in Washington, you may or may not have heard of them, Northwest Pro, they actually had to, they had a show and they actually just moved it to Idaho so they could have it. I'm not sure if it's still taking place, but they they moved their show to Idaho just so they could run. But um, I think as far as Washington and Oregon goes, we're far from, from hosting a match outside or inside, excuse me, hosting a show outside or inside. What are you guys' thoughts on the way that GCW handled it? They they seem to have some social distancing, but it seems to kind of be tough with the wrestling crowd. Everyone's got to be moving around when the when you know Alex Zane's flipping out of doing a three sixty out of the ring or something. You know, then people kind of get close. But uh, I don't know. What are your thoughts on the GC Dub holding those shows and beyond? Well, it's it's funny because we actually I think by accident I turned on a GCW show just because I was turning into IWTV um, and live streaming. I was just watching what was streaming live. And my understanding was because everybody was wearing face masks and it was an outside show that that was a live show. It wasn't anything pre-recorded. So they were, it seemed like, like you said, everything was kind of being practiced. The masks they had on, uh, you know, everybody, everybody was doing what they could. I feel like I'm sure every wrestler that was on the card tested negative, or at least I hope so. <laughs> I hope they got tested in the first place before they were booked. Um, I, like you said, the main thing is social distancing. And I think that is a difficult thing with the wrestling crowd. I think part of it is just because in wrestling shows, it is so normalized to the point where it's almost required of the culture to have people so close together. I always compare it to like a grunge or punk scene when you know we're developed from mosh pits. So everybody wants to be close together when they're watching this type of entertainment. And so I think, you know, in future shows, I think even when there's a, when there's a resurgence in 2021, at least here's hoping in the Pacific Northwest, there's gotta be some sort of six feet, um, six feet distance just just for the time being uh i think because the gcw show i was watching it looks like everybody was standing there wasn't so there were, it's difficult to maintain social distancing when you're standing whereas like if everybody was sitting and they put every chair six feet apart it'd be a lot easier right. but the show I was watching everyone was standing and so i feel like if you're going to uh, to try and practice safe safety ways to run a show i feel like trying to put you know maybe not necessarily six feet but trying to distance the chairs as much as possible i think that's the first the first step we need to take when we when we bring back wrestling shows in the Pacific Northwest is having that distance. Like I said, maybe not necessarily six feet, but having a good amount of distance between the chairs. Because right now chairs are like stacked up against each other, and that is not going to fly with a virus flowing around. So, um, it, so I think ECW they did everything they could. Um, I think the fans could have been a little more precautious 
in terms of their own safety as well as the safety of others. Right on, right on, right on. But uh, you know, let's go. Let's get to what you guys are doing. Let's get. Let's get to what's happening in Bellingham, Washington for five CC man. You know, you guys had uh, a few shows: A Star Is Born, Cornucopia, War of Winter, Cupid Clash. You were supposed to have some more, man. Uh, how do you feel about uh, what you guys have done so far through those uh, shows? Um, it's it's actually. I, I'm really glad we ended on the high note that we did with Cupid's Clash. That show went way more successful than it was supposed to. Uh, ticket sales weren't looking up at all within the coming week of the show. Like, I don't mean the coming weeks. I mean the coming week of the show. And then everybody kind of turned out and ended up being just a great show overall. All the matches delivered. So I, I'm really glad um, that we kind of went out on a high note in terms of the last show before the pandemic. That was definitely probably the one that we'd want to end it with. The exclamation point at the end of the sentence if you will. So I think we've also increasingly gotten better. You know, nobody's going to be, nobody's going to be perfect with their wrestling. I don't think any promoter should be 100% satisfied with any show they run. Cause if you're 100% satisfied, why would you want to change or make anything better? And you're always going to want to change, and make anything better. Right? So first four shows, I feel like for the most part, increasingly got better. I wasn't a big fan of, uh, of war of the winter. Um, uh, that's just me from a first scale, not, not my favorite show we've ever run. Um, but I think for the most part on the whole, we've been pretty successful in running shows in Bellingham, both on an audience perspective and a wrestler's perspective, um, and establishing our presence there. And like I said, I think the best way to go out before a six to eight month to a year absence was, uh, was Cupid's Clash. You know, that was a really great, great show. That's, uh, I watched that one, uh, on, uh, IWTV, man, and it was really a lot of fun. I enjoyed it, you know, Randy Myers and Danny Cadella Rouge, Jet Knight, Steve Biggs, and uh, Dante Smythe in that one match, and, you know, I kind of got it up in front of me here, and there was so much great talent on that show, so much fun, and uh, it was really, really good, man, and uh, I enjoyed it a lot. Well, I'm glad, yeah. To be exact, that was my favorite match I've ever refed. I'm not going to lie. Yep, yeah, that five boy, it was my favorite. <laughs> oh, it was really great, because everyone kind of, you know, I think it was Randy and Danica kind of took sides in that a little bit against Miggs and Smythe or whatever. And But, yeah, that, that was a lot of fun. It, you know, I've watched uh, all the shows on here, and they're really, really good, man. You, you guys got good camera work, and the, the announce team, you can hear really good, uh, you know, doing it. So, yeah, really great props to you guys. And, and thinking about – speaking about that, getting on uh, independent wrestling uh, TV, man, uh, the pandemic kind of hit, and it seems like uh, everyone – everyone kind of headed over there and got their shows up there. And that must've been really great for you guys. Oh yeah. It was great for us. Um, I don't, I can't remember why we, I think like before the pandemic, um, we've, we've just been so focused on producing shows as opposed to producing anything online. So our social media presence was lacking beforehand. And like I said, that's kind of the blessing in disguise with this pandemic. I feel like is just having some time to really reflect and reassess how you're doing things. And, uh, that's, and like you said, that is when IWTV hit and I can't remember exactly why we were never on it in the first place. Um, I think part of it was just hesitation and procrastination on my part in particular. But then I think Jaden made a post about every promotion that he sees on IWTV and the PNW and how this scene is just rapidly growing. And I'm like, yeah, it is. I don't know why five CC is not on there yet. We should probably get on there. And then we did. Um, and that's what I was saying about the pandemic is now, you know, that we're not only running shows we have this ability to reassess particularly our online content and that's why we, we headed towards iwtv and we realized we really needed a place to expand and grow because putting all our matches up for free on youtube isn't going to help us grow 
And I think it's great for us. It's great for the Pacific Northwest wrestling scene. And in particular, like, it's great for IWTV. That platform is growing uh, immensely. Um, there's been there's been a few people who have talked about openly on podcasts. Just their Twitter numbers spike when they are participating in an IWTV live stream. Like if you're in a match that's on an IWTV live stream, <laughs> your Twitter numbers, social media numbers almost always receive an exponential spike following it. Just because IWTV has such a massive reach. And like I want to trace it back to the Pacific Northwest wrestling scene because three years ago it didn't exist. Um, or, or it exists on a very small scale. And so now everybody running shows, not just all the promotions that are around, but thanks to IWTV, the reach that all the promotions around are getting is just phenomenal. So that's a that's a wonderful platform. And uh, that's the thing about the pandemic is now I think everybody in particular now when we have all this time on our hands, they're flocking there. So great for the platform and great for, for our little region of wrestling as well. Well, the um, the whole region's up there. Let me just say it real quick. I mean, you guys, WAC, Defy, DOA, Prestige, uh, POW running out of Eugene, I believe. You know, so, you know, everyone that is uh, within Washington, Oregon um, is on there. And it, it's great for a guy like me that wants to watch all this wrestling. I can't, you know, get to every single show up north, down south, the ones around. You know, it's tough, but I want right. to watch it all. Right. And, you know, thanks to IWTV guys like yourself and you know all the promoters that are taping their stuff and put it up on there man it, it's really great from a fan's perspective to be able to like turn this on oh man i really want to see that match or that card you know and, and it's great and it's a lot of fun absolutely so man uh speaking of stuff so you, you haven't been able to run cards so you know people been doing different stuff you know whack was doing kind of a watch along thing i think you guys were doing a watch along thing too and then um now, uh, a little while ago, you announced uh, 5CC presents uh, Scornacopia Promo Wars, man. Uh, this sounds phenomenal, where you're going to have wrestlers, you know, on your YouTube doing it, you know. And y- you tell us about it. Tell us how it's going to work, and then we can kind of go over some of I wrote down the um, the matchups here on my piece of paper, and we can kind of go over those. There's a few more that we haven't announced yet. There's a few more that we haven't announced. Uh, depending on when this podcast is streaming, we could probably spill the beans and tell you what those matches are. But uh, yeah, it really it really came to form when, um, as I stated earlier, we were thinking in June, hey, let's run in August. And then the second wave kind of hit, and I'm like, let's run a cinematic show in August. And I'm thinking, like, let's get everyone together and let's do what the WWE is doing and what AEW is doing and just what pro wrestling has kind of evolved to in shooting matches like movies. And I wanted to do something like that because we're, we're trying to make entertainment value when there's not a crowd and it wasn't just us. Nobody in the Pacific Northwest is producing anything right now because of how bad the pandemic is here. And so I tried to start booking some of the some of the original people we were planning to fly in for August. And we're starting, hey, let's we're going to host a cinematic show. And then another promoter kind of messaged us and said, hey, that's probably not the best idea. Um, I think even even with no crowd, it's probably not going to be not going to be good. And I'm like, yeah, you're, you're probably right. And so we decided. Um, we were either going to release no content or we were going to try and release some content. And the difficulty was trying to figure out what that content was. And I figured since it's our one year anniversary and every other promotion gets to host a show for our one year anniversary, we are required to release some content from 5CC. And so I had seen something in the spring. This is not an original idea, by the way. I had seen something similar being done at the beginning of the pandemic. It was called Promo Mania. Um, Talk Trash, Win Cash, which is a similar concept to ours, except ours is an elaborate tournament. And essentially it's just... A tournament online, uh, wrestlers are going to pre-record promos, make them cinematic, make them uh, shoot from the hip however they'd like to present them, and they're going to send them to us, and we're going to put them a part of a live stream, 
the live stream is streaming round one, round two, round three, round four, round five for all five rounds of the tournament uh, for every week of weekend of August. So there's five Saturdays in August. We'll be running first, eighth, fifteenth, twenty second, and twenty ninth, uh, respectively, for the tournament. And uh, yeah, we can we can hit the bullet points in some of the matches. The big thing is the winner because we can't present a title belt quite yet. Five um, CC will really will be releasing title belt soon. Uh, spoiler alert. But right now, this is the best we can do. So there's there's a $500 grand prize awarded to the winner. And ultimately, it is just about letting people express their creativity. But uh, also just for 5CC, with our one-year anniversary, we want to be able to release content. Like, we, we need to release content. Uh, I think our fans deserve it. I think we need to, to boost our gain and boost our following and really establish ourselves more so. And so a year in, I think it would have been lazy on our part to not try and do something like this. But uh, first show is streaming this Saturday, August 1st, on our official YouTube channel. Uh, we'll have all the round one matches, and you can go over them, or we can, we can talk about what the, what the bracket is here we got in front of us as well. Excellent, man. And uh, is there a certain time that's going to drop every uh, week? Yeah, it's going to be streaming at 7 p.m. 7 p.m. Pacific yes. time? Yes, right. 7 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, 10 o'clock Eastern time. If you're on the East Coast, I apologize. <laughs> um, but... Uh, but yeah, that'll be happening every Saturday of August, uh, 7 p.m. on our YouTube channel. Oh, man, it sounds like a phenomenal just uh, idea. It sounds like a lot of fun. It's going to keep the uh, fans here in the Northwest and hopefully maybe a little bit beyond, right, um, interested in what you're doing, give a little fun, you know, until, you know, someday we, we can actually have some live wrestling again. So uh, you said you have a bracket. I have I have about seven matches written down here. So why don't you go with your bracket and then uh, – Let's get your guys' uh, thoughts on each uh, opponent of the bracket. Want to start out with the announced ones first, or yeah, we'll start out with the uh, with the announced ones. Did you want to did you want to hint at some of the ones that haven't been announced yet, or yeah. I could do this first little stanza here? So, uh, first four matches of uh, round one, we got the Rabbit with a Habit, Drugs Bunny versus professional indie wrestler Pitfall Jones. We have the Cruiser Bear Jacob Zumas taking on the Dynamic Rook Kelly. Uh, this one I'm really I'm really excited for. We got the demigod of death, Funny Bone, taking on the big hurt, Alan Jepson. Oh wow! Oh, spoiler alert! That one hasn't been announced yet. Okay, there's oh, that one. But, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Do you need? Let me know. Do I need to just cut that out? Actually, when are you airing this podcast? Well, it was up to you. Um, you know, I could air it tomorrow. I could air it Wednesday. It, it, what do you guys think? I what do, what day's the first? I don't have a calendar in front of me. Uh, you know what? Uh, you know what? We'll we'll say it here, and then the people who we'll, we'll keep that in. We'll keep that in. No need to edit anything out. We'll keep it in, and uh, then that's just a treat to the people who took the time to listen to the podcast that got to hear a a little sneak peek of the matches to come. Okay. So, Fun versus Alan Jepsen, uh, Fallen Fire Kikio versus Judas Icarus. Nice. And then we got a debut from the Great Bambina, and we got returning King Marcus Anderson and Eddie Vice. And then we got Zebediah Saint, the son, the son of Son of God, versus <laughs> the devil himself, Drexel. So it's God versus Drexel, or the yep. devil? God versus devil. <laughs> I mean, Jesus versus the devil. Right, dream right. match. Dream match. Right, dream match for everybody. <laughs> there we uh, go. Hopefully it can happen in the ring, but right now we're, we're excited to present it on this level. Absolutely. Next up, we got Izzy McQueen and Nurse Black. Oh, wow. And then here's my favorite, Rebel Kell versus Kendall Marie. Dang, man. 
this is hot from top to bottom. These uh, promos are going to be like off the freaking hook. I can't wait. Oh, we got a few more left too. If you'd like to hear all of them, if not, like I think, I think actually every other match is, has been has been announced because yep. one of them is Steve Miggs versus Delivery Boys. We just announced that one today. I'm I'm particularly excited for that one. Uh, but yeah, then Beef Boy versus Lucky Strike Flynn, uh, the Academy versus Hood Slams, the Caution, wow, and Ravenous Randy Myers versus Eddie Freak Nasty Pearl, you aka know, the Freaker. That one really just intrigues me. Randy Myers and uh, Eddie Pearl. Which is another dream match. Yeah, it's another big one that, that hopefully can happen someday in the ring. Oh, I hope so, too. I, I can't wait just for the promos he's going to do. Uh, can you tell us a little more about the, the caution? I'm not exactly that familiar with them. I know they're from, um, oh, God, go ahead. I can't even remember the uh, Hood Slam, right? Hood Slam, Thank yes. You. And, uh, <laughs> Oakland, yeah. Oakland Cali. We got the Dark Sheik and Anton Voorhees which I'm very excited for because I've been wanting to book these guys for a while. Well, lady and man. And um, I I just had this huge spout of uh, inspiration to book the both of them because they have both been um, a huge part of my uh, transition into becoming a wrestler. And just booking them is one of the biggest things that I've really... <laughs> wanted to happen and we can somehow make it happen but like when wrestling comes back we can probably book them in the future too mm, mm, mm. man i can't wait for all this to go down so that's the matches from uh top to bottom except for anything that may have not been announced yet oh no we did we already spoiled all yeah, the we, matches, we oh, got all the did, matches. you spoiled the whole thing round right there well i thank you very much for doing that on this very podcast Oh, of course. And <laughs> what we didn't mention, in round four, there will be a wild card pick. Oh. Of course, chosen by the fans. And uh, the wild card is going to consist of, because uh, everyone's going to be voting on Twitter every week. That's the other part that I wanted to plug, is make sure you vote on our official Twitter account. It'll be open 24 hours following each stream. Vote for who you want to advance the next round. Um, and the wild card is something uh, Kels, excuse me, Kendall here had the idea of for the for the fourth round was um, having the fans vote on somebody they want to bring back. So for the fourth round, we're going to have two matches, um, two of them being just people who have naturally advanced, and the other one being against somebody who has naturally advanced in the tournament and somebody that was voted on by the fans to bring back. So everyone's going to get a second chance here um, with the wild card winner. So we we have a very intriguing setup, and I'm really I'm really excited to uh, to put it into action and release this content um, and see how it goes. Really to see how the the Pacific Northwest. Uh, reacts with this and uh, interacts with this, and how how active they are in the uh, in the ballot box. Uh, and um, yeah, no, I'm I'm excited. I'm very excited to, to, just to see how uh, how everything plays out. Oh man, it's a great idea, phenomenal idea. I can't wait till it starts. I can't wait to see the promos. I'm I'm ready to vote each and every week on uh, Twitter. See the favorites through. I'm going with Randy Myers, but anything can happen in wrestling, right? Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. He's kind of my pick too. We don't <laughs> choose, but the fans do. We we don't choose, but the fans do. Right? Yeah, it's uh it's not a work this time around. You ain't <laughs> kayfabing this now. You behind the scenes. You're gonna put the votes. We love our favorites. We both have <laughs> picks for who we think is gonna is gonna demolish the competition and pick up the five hundred dollar grand prize. There's I think four highlights in this tournament, and uh, I won't uh, I won't necessarily say their names. But I will say that some of the people that, that I think 
will advance and go far, they're they're featured on the poster. Those are the people that I that I have the utmost faith in. So, <laughs> so we'll, we'll see what happens, though. Well, anything else uh, besides this uh, promo tournament that we need to know about for Five CC uh, in the coming future, as of right now? Um, no, just just keep following our social media. As I said, the, the most difficult part of this pandemic is the uncertainty because we have no idea when we're going to be back up and running. But follow our page, uh, follow Instagram, Five CC Wrestling, Facebook, same name. Push Twitter, all notifications. Twitter, same name. And then uh, if you want to follow our Snapchat, we release Snapchat exclusive content every week featuring five sided spotlight with our one and only Prince Ali telling Ian Hutch which indie star he should book this week. That is Mondays through Fridays on the official 5CC Snapchat account, F I V E. <laughs> CC wrestling and uh, just just um, yeah just keep your attention on all our social media platforms and all our content that we'll be releasing because we, we got some big things in store for both for both the future of uh, 5CC online and the future of 5CC in person because once we come back you're going to be ready we're going to go full force you guys got any merch uh, set up yet or are you still working on that kind of thing yes we do at the brain busters uh, the brain buster tees website gotcha 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 I've Wrestling on and I got my own store on there too, so make sure to like get some merch. Check out the Kendall Marie store. Yep, Kendall Marie store, the Five CC store. Man, uh, from each of you, let's get just a few seconds of uh, some final thoughts about whatever the the folks that are listening to this need to know from you in the next couple seconds. Um, just enjoy. Make sure to like vote, 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 please, please, yes. Yes. Uh, watch the content, vote, and uh, right now, just do everything you can in this trying time. Because right now, nobody's thriving. Everybody's just surviving. So do everything you can right now to just enjoy wrestling. Um, like what you like, don't be a dick, and just enjoy every content that's being put out. Oh, and one more thing. Mm-hmm. I know River Strife hasn't been very active towards me ever since him attacking me at Cupid's Clash. That bastard. <laughs> I just want him to know that I'm putting him on blast, and he will see. All right, guys. Well, hey, uh, thank you for being the first podcast with me in a couple months. You you made me feel so like comfortable, like we're just having a conversation, sitting in a room, you know, drinking iced tea or whatever it might be. I don't know about you, Logan, but I know the other person here ain't ain't old enough to have a drink yet. But you know. That's what it and is. And I am. <laughs> Neither of us are old enough, just to let you know. Neither of you? No, no. not yet. We're both All youngsters. Right. Well, you got something to look forward to then. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, man. Take it easy. And uh, I appreciate you guys. And uh, hopefully, 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 I'll be able to see you guys soon at a 5CC show or another show where we can, you know, at least look at each other from six feet apart with our masks on and uh, just have some fun again. And, uh, man. Hope to see you guys again soon. Thanks for coming on, and uh, good luck with Scornicopia Promo Wars. Of course. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you, Lyle. Have a good night, guys. Bye. This episode recorded at the Bigfoot headquarters. This has been a Swagamore production production.